Hey, great that you've joined us here today uh, at City Point Church Redcliffe online, and uh, we pray that this message um, blesses you immensely. Uh, if you like, uh, please subscribe and like, and uh, share it with your friends. But today, uh, we just pray that this will bless you, and uh, it will bless your life in every single way. Well, good evening, everybody. How many of us have noticed these new, new fandango bits of gear? Who's noticed them? Aren't they something else? That's part of our Faith, Love, Hope last year. Remember we raised that money for Faith, Love, Hope? That's part of it. A bit more is going in. We're starting to do the kitchen very soon. I hear the guys are all planned up and ready to go, but COVID's been a nuisance, haven't got the gear through. So it's starting. So you you need to know that the money that you've placed in there for Faith, Love, Hope, that this is part of what's happening in the, and the coffee nook's done down there or just about finished and, and so we've got a fair bit more to go but it's, who, who likes them? I reckon they're trim, taut and terrific just like me. So, <laughs> yeah right, you can be seated, thank you very much. Can you play that keyboard a little bit please? You do a good job of that. There's a presence of God here tonight. Who would agree with me? Who would agree with me? There's just something special here. I felt it before the meeting. I, I felt something. It started coming in the, in the meeting this morning after the first meeting and just come in the presence of God. Just, how about we just stop still for a moment and just still our hearts? Just still our hearts. The presence. Holy Ghost. We reverence your presence. Holy Ghost, you're welcome here. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Come on, Jesus. Not just another meeting, Lord, but a meeting with you. Like the day the woman at the well met you, Lord. You said to her, if you drink of this cup, you'd never thirst again. Holy Ghost, we come tonight. We come for hunger. We come because we're pursuing you. Your presence, your, your word to be alive in our hearts. Holy Ghost. We need you. We really do need you. We need you in our in our marriages. We need you to get, lead us and to guide us. Holy Ghost, we need your friendship. Jesus, it's everything to us. To wake up in the morning and have another day where we can walk it with you. Jesus, you, you calm the storms of our life. You take the fear, the confusion. You take the hurt, the rejection. You understand the things that we battle with. You understand, you you even understand the things that we can't put into words. 
You understand the deeper parts of our soul that we don't even know. You know us better than we do. So we want to meet with you tonight. We want to hear from you. We want to receive a touch from you tonight. Lord, as the song says, a touch from the Lord is so real. And so, Lord, tonight we pray that it be a spiritual baptism. We pray that it be a confirmation of our faith. We pray that tonight, this 30th day of January 2022, would be the beginnings of a total new walk with you, a walk of faith, a walk of discovery, a walk of closeness with you, where you can place your word in our heart and and the concerns would be, your concerns would be ours. Holy Ghost, we want to be known as your friend. Jesus, to be a friend of God, we pray. Jesus' name. We can sense the presence of God. Can you feel it? Just sense your heart slows down, your heart rate drops a bit. The anxieties drop just in the presence of God. The Bible says there's peace and fullness of joy. Amen. Tonight, before we start to come around the word, I, I want to pray for some people. And, and you've been really saying to God, God, I need a house. I need a house. I need a house for my family. I need a house of ministry. I need a house. And Lord, as I look around, it looks like it's getting further and further and further from me. If, if that's you tonight, I'd like you just to stand. Stand where you are. Because God hears. I think there's more than that. There's more. There's more than four. To me, it was a pretty big, it was an important thing to me. It's an important thing to God. Is there any more? We're going to pray. Jeez, all over this side. <laughs> I think there's some over here as well. But Father, tonight... Lord, I pray. Lord, I pray. Lord, let the fullness of their heart be filled. Lord, this dream for a house, for a residence to be theirs. Father, that you'd actually bring, Lord, the strategy. Lord, you'd bring the house in. Father, you'd bring it in by grace today. Father, we just claim it for them. We declare it over them. Lord, in the name of Jesus, come on, just receive it. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Also, too, secondly, I want, to, I want us to pray as a church for our frontline workers, our teachers, our hospital staff, our emergency services workers, our police 
Those people are on the front line. I want us to pray as a church for them tonight. You know, some of them, we've got a lady in this church who works in the ICU at the hospital up there. And they've got a lot of people up there who are sick with COVID. They've lost people. People have died. And it's affecting, it's, it's hitting them. A lot of them haven't hol- have holidays because of the need that we've got. And so tonight, can we just, can we pray for them? Believe God for them? Let's, let's stand and, and just say, Father, today we pray for grace. Lord, today we, we, we hold them before you. And Lord, we speak grace over them. Lord, we pray the power of God to be upon them. Lord, we pray for your freshness to be their portion. Father, tonight we pray for those who work in the medical field. Father, they'd be laying hands on the sick. And Lord, today, Lord, they would recover from their sickness. And Father, tonight we pray for miracles, miracles, miracles to be the fruit of their ministry. Change lives, change homes, change people tonight. Father, we just pray that the blessing and the power of God be upon our, Lord, upon our frontline workers, our teachers, Lord. Lord, they'd be able to raise our children. Lord, today that they'd know that it's not just the academics, but Lord, it is also the spiritual that our children need to take a hold of. So Father, we pray for wisdom and strength, Lord, for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. So we're in this topic. Who says pursuit? Who says pursuit? All the educated people I'm told it says, they say, is it pursuit, Pastor Caroline? Pursuit. pursuit. She said she's going to pay me 20 bucks for every different way I can say it. So here we go. I've got 60 so far. Anyone here a higher bid? A higher bid? Can I hear? <laughs> Thanks, love. You can be. Thank you very much. I love these players, but they're great. Yeah, so the, the topic is whatever way you want to say it. If you're a North Queenslander, it's a pursuit, eh? So that's what we say up there, so pursuit. So tonight the topic of my message is not all things sought after satisfy. Not all things sought after satisfy. Who's found that in life? Fairy floss looks good till you put it in your mouth, doesn't it? Then where did it go? (laughs) It's gone. All things. You know, so many things that we seek after in life, we think they're going to satisfy us, but really they don't. So many things. And so I want to come from Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, from the Message Bible to start with. It says, When Jesus saw that his ministry was drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. I don't know how far we're going to get through this message, but we're going to break this down and probably do a breaking down of opening up Scripture. And if you have trouble reading the Word, maybe tonight we'll be able to help you how you break up Scripture a little bit and, and feed from it. So when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Anne and I have been in ministry a lot of years. We've, we've been married for a few more than that. And uh, we've lived a few more than that. And we've found that Whenever you commit yourself to something, you're always going to encounter a hillside. Isn't that right? There's a hill there for every person. For everyone. There's a hill. Who's found that? And hills are strange things to have to climb, especially mountains. You know, in the seven great mountains, or you can see that on YouTube, the seven uh, great mountains of the world to climb. But mountain climbers are very, very dedicated people. 
It takes dedication, it takes planning, it takes focus, it takes a whole range of things to be able to get to the summit of that mountain. And in life, life has hills to climb. It's a part of life. You know, when we first got born again, you know, life was pretty sticky for us as a couple. And I, I found that it was one hill after another hill after another hill after another hill. But one thing hill climbing does is strengthen your legs. It conditions you. And what God wants to do with all of us here tonight, he doesn't want us to be fairy floss Christians as much as he wants us to be mature. He wants us to be sold out for the gospel. He wants us to be sold out in our relationship with him. And so he said, Jesus climbed a hillside. And if Jesus is going to climb a hillside, I can guarantee you and I got one or two to climb as well. Just can't escape it. I said to Jesus not long after, I got saved with Jesus. I've seen a lot of guys when they come back, I'm Christians. Man, you seem to have a pud muddle, not a muddle, a, 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 a mud hole or a mud puddle that you drag them all through to straighten them out. And I said, I don't want any in my life, so I'm going to be very, very obedient. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Last great words. There's hills to climb. There's valleys to endure. There's deserts to get across. They're all in the scriptures, aren't they? And he climbed this hill. Away he went. Another hill. It's interesting, the hills in the Bible. You hear Mount Sinai, where the word of God given to man. The, hill. the mount that Abraham took Isaac up to to uh, sacrifice him. You hear Mount Golgotha. You hear all of these mountains, Mount of Olives. They're, they're there. They're there for all of us and they all have a purpose. And Jesus climbs this mountain and it says here from that message Bible, it said, those who are apprenticed to him. How many of us here have done a trade? A few of us. I did my trade in 1969 and uh, I was the last on a five-year uh, apprenticeship. But I said to Anne, I meant to bring my indentures here tonight. And my indentures were a page that big, by that wide, and had, I was indentured to this company for a matter of five years, and everything that I had to do in that, in my apprenticeship was in those indentures. I had to sign it. My boss had to sign it. My father had to sign it because I was under 21 in those days. And the apprenticeship board had to sign it. And it was a legal binding agreement. I am indentured to this company for a period of five years, and that was it. That, once I had signed it, I was, I was there, and, and getting out of that indenture uh, was very, very hard. I was getting paid uh, $15 a week. I was in the big bucks, 20 cents an hour I got. How would you be? 20 cents an hour. I did a lot of overtime and I got uh, double time, 40 cents an hour for overtime. But poor mate, I thought I was rich. 15 bucks an hour, a week, a week. But that's what my indenture said. I was legally bound to that place. And, 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 and in here in the scriptures it says, and those who were apprenticed to him, those who were indentured to him. And it was interesting, my walk of my indentures was because there was a lot to learn. There was a lot I thought I knew. Who was there? There was a lot I thought I knew. And I had bosses that had come to me and they said to me, you'll do what I say, not don't do what I do. And they wanted to teach me just by what they knew, but they couldn't do it themselves. And, and they'd, you know, in, in apprenticeship, they'd teach you how to use a hammer and an oxy torch and all the gear you need for the trade. But they couldn't do it very well themselves. So they, they were good teachers, 
but very, very bad people to follow. Very bad people to follow. So do what I say, don't do what I do. Don't copy me. But these, these guys, these, they, they were indentured. They were apprenticed to Christ. And one of the first things that Christ was teaching them, mate, get used to climbing mountains because <laughs> yeah. there's a few of them waiting for you. And we're talking about here tonight, we're talking about pursuing something. We're talking about going after we're talking about seeking after. See, I wanted to be a tradesman. I wanted to be a good tradesman. I wanted to be good at what I do. So I, so I had to hook up to good people who knew what they were doing and copy the people who knew how to do things. You know, life's a strange thing, you know, especially in today's world. I mean, everyone's got a theory about something, haven't they? Have you met them? I mean, someone once said they're like armpits. Everybody's got at least two of them. They all smell. You know, everyone's got an, a theory about something. Whether it's true or not, it could be a conspiracy theory. Everyone's got an opinion. Opinions, opinions, opinions. You know, opinions. So it said to me, I said, I'm looking for a good financial advisor. I found one. I said, well, what sort of car are they driving? Oh, you know, Nissan, you know, Nissan 120Y. He said, oh, it's working real well for him, isn't it? So often we'll listen to people who've got an argument but never got anything to back it up. And here's these guys, they're apprenticed to him. It says the committed, the committed. Tonight, you know what? You can come to Christ and you can get a lot of things in your life and you can still miss it. Come on, you can. When I came to Christ, I was hooked on alcohol. I had a bad attitude to life. I had a chip on my shoulder as big as a log. I was angry. I was bitter. You know what? I, 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 got, I got set free from that. But I could have stopped there. <laughs> and then I could have had this happy marriage. And about, oh, not long after I got saved, I was offered this job as an engineer in... Uh, in, um, in, in Gladstone, aluminum uh, refinery. And, and here's this brilliant job that came up with great opportunities, great money. And, and I remember my pastor saying at the time, I was so frightened you'd take that job. <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so good. Friends, there's so many things that are going to be offered to you that are going to look so good. <laughs> I mean, so good, good money, <laughs> so good, you know, house supplied, so good, that, 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 that degree, that, so good, and I mean, your marriage might even be going so good too, <laughs> but still miss it, but still miss it. Do you, do you realize for a spaceship to go into orbit, it, it's got to go six, what is it, six kilometers a second? And guys go into orbit and they look at Earth and they say, it looks so beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful. And, they, and, and they'll tell the world how beautiful it is from orbit. But you talk to some of them who have broken. Earth's orbit and gone to the moon. But it takes 11 kilometers a second to go to the moon. 
And I think some of us here tonight, it's very easy just to settle for the, for the orbit. <laughs> See, not all, sort, all things sought after satisfy. And these are the committed ones. These are the apprenticed ones to Christ. Climb the mountain with him. And arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. There's something I seek more than... Sometimes life itself is to be a climbing companion with Christ. Because I'm telling you something. The thing is when you walk with Christ, it's... It's a different world. It's, you know, the old saying, it's got to be felt to be telt. You, 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 yeah, yeah, it's... A few years ago, a, a group of mountain climbers climbed Everest. And the guide was with them and... I think it was four or five of them got killed coming down with the avalanche. And, but the guide survived and this man interviewed him. And he said to the guide, he said, if it's so dangerous, why do you climb these mountains? Why do you risk your life? I mean, to climb Everest, you're looking at $100,000 a trip. Why spend so much money? Why spend your life climbing? And look at these people who got killed. Why do you do it? And when he, the guide sat back in his chair, he took a deep breath. And he says, you'll never know until you get to the summit. He says, if you go to the summit, you'll know why we do it. You know, church, tonight I... I want, I want that the best way I can here to put it out to you that is what you're, what you're pursuing in life, is it going to satisfy the spiritual need in your heart? Is it going to satisfy the yearning of your heart. Not all things sought after satisfy. And verse 5, it says, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled, they shall be satisfied. But I heard a lot of people say this, a lot of Christians, Blessed are those who can eat a lot of cheesecake and not put on any weight. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Blessed are those who can get a good job that pays well. Blessed are those who can find a good girlfriend. Blessed are those who have good health. Blessed are those who don't have any money problems. Blessed are those who are good at singing, who can play a jolly keyboard, you know. Don't they make you sick? I mean, I can't even clap in time. I'm making a violin at the moment, and Anne's told a few people, and they all say, oh, can he play, can he? Can he play? Can he play? <laughs> That's why he's making one, because he can't play one. <laughs> Blessed are those who can play a musical instrument. We see them up here, don't we? 
I mean, don't you hate Jared? I mean, don't you hate Jared? He can write songs. Hey, come on, be honest with me. Don't you hate him when you're like that? I mean, I'm singing with Andy out here, and, and I'm clapping on that song, and Anne says, can you stop clapping? You're putting everybody out of time. You know? Don't you hate the Jareds of this world? Blessed are those who can play real well, you know? Got a good voice. Blessed are those with good looks. Or who make friends easy. How many of us make friends? I don't make friends easy. I'm a shy person, you know? I'd, mate, I'd rather hide than be in that world. But some people like Dan by another name. You hate them, don't you? You know what, Dan? We hate you. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even cause him to be rejected. <laughs> no, I love you. Love you lots. Haven't met a bad Dan yet. But so, so much of inside of us is driven by our soul. And the need of our soul is the thing that seems to drive our lives. Isn't that so true? But friends, I want to say this to you tonight is that the soul, <laughs> the soul doesn't lay down a good pathway to the kingdom of God. Come on, let's, be, let's think about this. My soul will not lead me down a good path to the kingdom. And if you allow your soul to set the direction, if I let my soul set the direction, oh, I'll run from every hill in my way. And my soul is like water, man. It's it, it just floppy. Can't run uphill. Wants to find its own level. That's our soul. But tonight, God has got something. He's got something. He says here, blessed. This is the Amplified Bible. Blessed joyful, nourished by God's goodness and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous. That's in a state in which the born-again child of God enjoys his favour and his salvation. Young people, young people, you're at the beginning of your life. You're starting life. Young people, young married people, you're starting your journey. You've got these little nippers with you tonight. Now's the time that it starts in their world. But you know what? It'll never start as good as you want unless they see it first from mum and dad. See, I, my, I saw my dad on his knees every night. And I remember, I remember a little kid, you know, I think I was about seven with the front tooth out of his mouth missing. And I walked up the Catholic church like this, like a good little Catholic boy. And it was my first confirmation day. And I remember, I can still remember it as clear as a bell, kneeling in front of the bishop as he prayed over me. As he prayed for the impartation of the Holy Ghost. And from that day till now, my life has never been the same. Because there's, there's something Jesus said to the lady at the well, when you drink of the water, nothing else has the power to satisfy. Come on. 
when you drink from the well of salvation, when you walk the mountain with Christ, when you pursue the kingdom and his righteousness, his standing and understand it and he can teach you and he can infill you and he can empower you and he can anoint you and he can show you and he can show, lay it out, the miraculous and he can show you what a life looks like touched by the power of God. Nothing, nothing, nothing will compare. Nothing has the power to satisfy from that moment. Nothing. And tonight, it's here. His presence is here. And I really believe in my heart here tonight that God wants to infill people. He wants to infill you. He wants to infill you with His Spirit. He wants to infill you with the passion of heaven. He wants to fill you with the, the love of God. I'm talking about the love of God. Friends, tonight, he wants to fill you with that love, the love, that agape love that empowers, that anoints, that strengthens, that builds faith tonight. That's why it just brings sustainability to walk up any mountain. Has the power to, to quench the thirst. See, those who hunger, hunger and thirst, they are the basic needs of humankind. The bottom of, of, of Abraham Maslow's needs for the scientists here. They are the basics of needs. And when those basics of needs turn around the kingdom of God, God, if I don't get your kingdom, I'm going to die. It's got to be like that. Those who hunger, 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 hunger. I'm talking about hunger. And most of us in this room have never known hunger. <laughs> but I've sat in grass huts while a woman has staked a, a, a rat and put it over a, a fire to eat it because that's the only protein she can get. And being in homes where they eat uh, lizards and, and grasshoppers because it's the only food. They're, they're people who know hunger. And today, all the blessings that we have in this nation really in a lot of ways have become a cursing to us because we don't know true hunger. We don't know true thirst. And tonight, if that's you, you say, Dan, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I, I, I want to pursue this thing. I want this to be my, my confirmation night. I want this to be my infilling night. I want this night tonight to be the night I go back to. It's my reference point in life. 